0: Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time.
1: I went to my dentist and my dentist goes, oh, your gums are so good now. And I said, well, I'm taking this stuff called Balance of Nature. And she pulls out a bottle (laughs) and she goes, oh, you want some? And they were all hooked on it. It, it's, It's really good.
2: I have cut down on supplements so much uh, with this because it's giving me a balance and I can tell it and I can really definitely see a difference in energy, stamina, and I'm sure that if that's doing better, the inside of me is doing better.
0: Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. Hey, everybody. Just letting you know that Mike Lindell and I, the MyPillow guy, we partnered up. And he wants to help this show, and I want to help him. If you go to MyPillow.com and order all the products you know you're going to buy, towels, sheets, blankets, robes, all these kinds of things, dog beds even, go to MyPillow.com and use the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. You're going to get the deepest discount on all these items. They're the very best of all these items. He handpicked these things. And let me just tell you, you're also going to help... Truth and Radio, and you're also going to be helping Mike Lindell. Isn't that fantastic? It's a great combination that you can do right from your own home. Call 800 873 1052. That's the phone number 800 873 1052. You can order directly on that phone number or go to mypillow.com, but make sure to put the code word Kate in. Thanks, you guys.
3: Talk lines are open now. Call 888 673 1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Clouds, i
0: Yeah, hey, Show, Madison Rising, God Bless America, it's a great version of the song. Um, welcome back, get over to Balance of Nature, I can't say it enough. You know, I don't know what they're doing, are they dropping stuff? Is it targeted? I don't know, it, you know, we've got people with pneumonia that normally wouldn't, did we have corrupted immune systems because of all the stuff we've been doing to our bodies, plus all the shots? The flu shots have been corrupted since 2017. Or what are we? What are we doing to ourselves? Also, that are lowering our immune system. Well, one way to build that back up is balance of nature. I'm just being straight because balance of nature is an amazing product. And honestly, when I was looking at food supplements, and knew I needed to take one after much study on our food supply. It was the product that had it all. And I was like, wow, has it all and the best price? That can't be. Well, it was. So get over to balanceofnature.com. 31 fruits and vegetables a day. I cannot speak highly enough about it. I mean, it's that good. And um, my husband credits it with ha- bouncing back fast. Uh, he was out golfing and going to work in record time. And I'm telling you, it's a great product. So uh, you'll you'll notice it, too, in about a week and a half. Go to balanceofnature.com. The code word's Kate. And you'll get thirty-five percent off in free shipping. Can't beat that. Code word Kate, just like my pillow. Code word Kate. So, um, I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna play my interview with Dr. Chuck Baldwin. Dr. Chuck Baldwin. Um, you know, it's he's a rare voice because he says a lot of unpopular things. <laughs> and so, you learn in radio that when you say truth and you say unpopular things. Um, You know, you don't, you don't become a talking head on TV. I'll just say that Uh, you are pretty much regulated to the, you know, um, to the, to the minority because it's always the minority that's going to know what's going on in truth. And so... I asked him a a couple of questions that he was surprised at, stumped him a little bit. And so I'll play some of it right now. I'll play it into the next hour and then whatever's left over, because I know we won't be able to play all of it, but whatever's left over, I'll uh, throw up on the podcast and um, we're well up over a hundred thousand listens a week now. And I just want to thank you for sharing all those podcasts. And I really do mean that about, you know, this isn't a religious show, but how could you not talk about God? Right. And so... I, I asked this pastor um, how he came to all this knowledge that he has about government and because it's not it's not probably usual. So you'll love this because he's just kind of a straight shooter and he'll just tell you what he thinks. And I like that. And you might not agree with them. I might not agree with him on everything, but it's really worth a listen. So this is my interview with uh, uh, Dr. Pastor Chuck Baldwin. Here you go. Dr. Chuck Baldwin was the host of a lively, hard-hitting radio show called Chuck Baldwin Live, a newspaper columnist, an author. He's been a presidential nominee, a VP nominee, many media appearances. I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, And twice, Dr. Baldwin was proclaimed Minister of the Day by the Florida House Representatives and the Florida State Senate. He's authored so many wonderful books, edited edited and produced the Freedom Documents, and, uh, of course, uh, two two books, uh, Roman 13, The True Meaning of of submission or um, or and to keep or not to keep why Christians should not give up their guns. Amen to that. Um, subjects seldom spoken on. Uh, let me let me just say I don't even have time to go over the bio. It's that huge. But uh, but Dr. Baldwin, I'm, I'm extremely happy to have you on the show. You've been a huge influence in my life and I thank you for coming on.
1: Well, uh, it's my pleasure to be with you, Kate. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. You know, you wrote this... Uh, I want to start out... I want to ask you about this. You wrote this great piece called All Humanity is Under Siege, and I couldn't agree with you more. And one of my questions about this, kind of in an overall aspect, as we as we have... have you know, we, we've obviously... Read and studied what government has done in the past, and and where we're at right now, in America. And I know when the UN was installed, uh, they would have wanted what was going on right now back then. But it took a number of decades, you know, to to fall into socialism and to get to this place because we're under that already. What about right now in the in the matter of time, the time aspect, because I've always said on on my show even, hey, it takes it takes decades for some of this stuff to play out uh, because we are in this great land and have this great constitution. It's taken longer. I would love to get your aspect on the time factor. Has it sped up? Are they speeding up? What, what's going on in the time factor for you?
1: Well, I definitely believe that all that we are experiencing now was planned. Yeah. A long time ago. And and I think decades was probably a more accurate way to say it. Um, Nothing of this magnitude. Happens coincidentally. And I remember um, reading years ago and I've used it several times when President Franklin Roosevelt Mm -hmm. said nothing ever happens by accident in politics. If it happens, it was planned. And so I think that what we're seeing is a a planned exercise in totalitarianism.
3: Mm-hmm. This
1: is the first great attempt by the the powers that be and the shadow government behind it that has determined to see how far they can take, especially the American people and the rest of the world as mm-hmm. well into abject totalitarianism. Mm. And so I do believe it's an experiment. And I, I do believe that that the American people on the whole have failed the experiment. I believe that, or, or maybe I should say succeeded according to the ones that created it. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. But, you know, I mean, we failed it because the pastors and the churches primarily, I blame the most. They were the ones that folded like a, Bad uh, poker hand mm-hmm. and closed their churches and went along with the narrative and took the government bailout money and bribe money, I would call it. And as a result, it gave a moral and spiritual cover mm-hmm. for the COVID narrative, which right. has resulted in everything that we've seen take place. Now, when you look across the pond, and you look at Great Britain, and you look at Germany, you look at France, you look at Australia, and Canada, even here in our part of the world, mm-hmm. it's 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 even worse. But America is the last bastion of freedom in the world, and if America folds, the rest of the free world will automatically fold, and and we can see that by the fact that under Trump and under Biden this narrative has succeeded and has taken root. And as a result, in the other countries that I just mentioned, it's even worse, which shows the importance of the United States relative to global liberty. So I think this was an exercise that was planned many decades ago, and I think they needed Donald Trump in the White House to pull it off. I firmly believe that. I've said that from day number one. I don't think it would have succeeded If a Democrat had been in in office, Mm
2: -hmm. they
1: were waiting for a weak uh, con man. I'm sorry, uh, Mm -hmm. Republican who they could use to fool the conservatives and the Christians, evangelicals and the preachers, because they would have never gone along with it. Can you imagine mm-hmm. if Hillary was in the White House and they would have tried to tell you know, tell the churches, "You got to close down." Tell right. the churches, "You can't have Easter." No, they they would have rebelled, but without question. But with Trump doing it, they went right along with it. So I really believe that they planned it right down to who was president and when they were going to roll it out, etc.
0: Mm. Do you think he did anything good while he was in office? Oh, sure. For liberty,
1: you know most most. Presidents, even the bad ones, will do something good once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I know that Donald Trump did a few things good. Um, I'm not blaming everything that he did, but you know you have to look at a, at a presidency based upon what was the salient issue of his presidency? What was the one thing that defined his presidency that was that was more massive than the rest of his administration put together? And every presidency has one. Uh, for G.W. Bush, it, it was the um, invasion of Iran and Iraq. Right. And, and the, the phony war on terror. Fulfilling the PNIC. The PNAC. of the Department of Homeland Security, the mm-hmm. Military Commissions Act, and all the police state apparatus that he put in place. Right. Uh, And, and, you know, so, I mean, you could say, did G.W. Bush do some good things? Yeah, of course he did. Mm -hmm. Um, Bill Clinton signed the uh, Defense of Marriage Act whenever he was president, which is a good thing. But but there's always something that defines the presidency that overshadows everything else that he does. And, And for Donald Trump, it was it was the COVID narrative. I mean, whatever the good things were that Trump did, and there were few, uh, the fact that he allowed this false narrative, this totalitarian exercise to to take place under his watch, and not only allowed it, but actively and aggressively participated in it. I mean, he's still going around the country today Mm -hmm. bragging about how he's the one that came up with the vaccines, bragging about... Operation Warp Speed, you know, Mm. taking full credit for the entire narrative. And he's complaining that the media isn't giving him any credit for coming up with the vaccines. I was really pleasantly surprised this a few days ago, whenever he was in Alabama and uh, bragging about the vaccines. And he was actually booed,
0: right? Right.
1: Actually booed by the people in Alabama, That's true. which I thought, well, maybe there's hope. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, I'll stop it there. We're gonna we're gonna move on to the rest of that interview um, when I get back in the next hour, but I do want to say this about Trump. So If somebody was to ask me what my opinion about Trump is, and believe me, I was hard on him as much as um, well. You know, I'm, the USMCA deal. There were some things that were really tough, and the whole COVID narrative. But the problem is this: um, we. Took all the focus and put it on the president, and it was never supposed to be that way. We were supposed to look at Congress, and Congress got a pass, and the Senate got a pass, and the judicial those bought and sold little John Roberts um, they all got passes too. And so, it can't always be heaved on the president. Even with Biden right now, it's not all on the president. They just want everybody's focus to be on the president, because really, if you're going to work in the const- within the realm of the Constitution. It's the other branches that are a lot more powerful than what the president is. Okay. And so with Trump, I actually felt like they put him in. They thought that they could manipulate him more because he did get his loans for all of his businesses and everything through the same, same folks that run things. But at the end of the day, I actually think he had a change of heart. And I actually think he saw what was going on, how corrupt and nasty it was and how awful it was. And I think he did really try to do some good things. And there's multiple things. There's more than just a few things that he did. So I disagree a little bit with, with, um, with Chuck there. But um, I think that a lot of people, even Hoover, got in where they thought that they could own him. And he went rogue on him. And so they named, of course, the Depression after him. Okay? People can have change of hearts. And I actually, my gut feel with Trump was he started wanting some good things. And he started realizing how truly swampy and sick it is in D.C., But we kept wanting him, solely him, to pull us out of everything. And there's no way that could have ever happened. They won't let a constitutionalist near the White House. And so to have all your hopes rest on one guy to go fix everything is our laziness as the American people. We're lazy. And we want somebody else to fix everything that we elected in year after year after year. The same crappy people year after year after year have been in government, but we don't want to, we don't want that accountability. So we want, we want somebody to go in and be a marshal and go fix it all. We're too far beyond that. We can't even expect any much change there anymore because everybody's bought and sold. So... I actually think he had a really good heart. And I think he went along with the, the COVID narrative. I actually thought he thought we would step it up a little bit more and see through all the lies a little bit more, too. When you have a media and you have a government that's completely all in on that, makes it really difficult if you're only one voice out there saying, uh-uh, guys, this is a lie which he really did try to do at the beginning. And I pointed that out many times why he's promoting the VAX now. I don't know. (laughs) That's a lost cause. But in the beginning, he was pointing out the lies and he was pointing out the simple medications that could work for COVID. So he was doing that. And you have to give him credit for doing that because the media tore him apart and the government tore him apart. And they were out to just completely take him down. So, I know we have controlled opposition in this country, but I also think and give people the benefit of the doubt, too, when I think they might have had a change of heart, because my gut feel on that whole thing was that he actually saw what was going on and was horrified himself. Um, And that's why they really wanted him out of there, really wanted him out of there. Anyway. We're gonna come right back, and that's really the only point I think I really like disagreed just a, just a hair on with uh, Chuck Baldwin. But I mean, we're gonna come right back. I'll play the rest of that really wonderful interview with Pastor Chuck Baldwin. Be right back, Kate Daly Show, KateDalyRadio.com.
3: Rise and shine, fragile Americans! There's a victimhood to be claimed and microscopic germs to fear. The Kate Daly Show starts now. <laughs> The truth hurts, doesn't it, Habsburg? Oh sure, maybe not as much as jumping on a bicycle with a seat missing, but it hurts.
0: Hi there, welcome back, Hey Dally Show. A uh, big thank you to Chris Ann Hall in the last hour, and uh, and I hope you're enjoying the uh, Pastor Dr. Chuck Baldwin interview because we'll be playing it in this hour. I had to pre-record it because there's only so much time in a day, and we're both rather busy. So we got together, and we taped it yesterday, and I'm playing it for you. And he had some wonderful things to say. I asked him about churches. I asked him about all kinds of things in these uh, in this era of, um, of tyranny, and he had a lot to say, as you could probably imagine. And the only thing I, I actually... And I try to give the guests, you know, time to answer how they how they want to answer without interrupting and just trying to sit and disagree with them, because I just hate that when I'm trying to listen to interviews. And so I always want somebody to say their piece. But I do have to I, I disagree just a little bit with his assessment of Trump, only because I think it's multi layered and it's a little bit more. There's more to it than just saying, was he an insider and in on it or was he not? And I think there's way more into it because I think that he had a he had a change of heart in his presidency i think he started to see the level of corruption and that a lot of people don't get to see and I, I i i didn't agree with him on everything that he did and there was a lot i did agree with but my gut feel the whole time was he had a change of heart and he also There were some things that he did and tried to do, even with the COVID narrative. He was trying to tell the truth from the beginning, and he was trying to go, you guys, this is no big deal. Why are we shutting down a country for 15 deaths? This is insanity. And then he was trying to promote the good medications, because if you have good medications, you can't promote a vaccine. See? how that works so there was a lot there that i don't think he gets credit for that was hard to do when you have a whole media and a whole government um going one way and totally bought and sold to deliver a message and you're the only lone voice out there going no you guys this is not what you think it is and then he joined the vaccine train i'm not sure why because i know he knows better but i have a caller and then i'm going to go back to the interview um hi caller welcome to the show go right ahead
2: Hi, Hi. my name is Catherine. Hi there. I'm losing my voice a bit here, but (laughs) um, I'm calling because I'm from the Tampa Bay area in Florida, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I uh, know the uh, minister that had ministered to him. He came up to this uh, evangelist lady, and Mm -hmm. I can't remember her name. Um, I'm 80 years old. My memory is not as good as it used to be, but anyway... She told him about her salvation, gave him the salvation message. And according to her, he did have a salvation experience. Mm-hmm. And I do believe he's a new Christian in, in essence, because this happened just a couple of years ago before, yeah. it was before he decided to run. Huh. I also know that the Marines mm-hmm. um, did recruit him. They begged him to come in and and take and help with the government,, mm-hmm. they knew that our our we are in terrible trouble, I mean, yes, you can't we are do that you're blind, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree <laughs> yeah. I agree so the the bottom line is that I do believe that he had a good heart, and I believe he he did make choices that may not have been as good as others, but he was a Cyrus, he was the one we needed biblically, if we look at uh mm-hmm. the Cyrus that had to throw Jezebel down, right. He was the one that had to expose all this stuff because, I'll be honest, I never, ever knew that there was trafficking of children like there were. I knew a lot of things because my dad had worked with the FBI years ago. That's another story. Mm -hmm. And he knew about the takeover of the government itself. Right. And he even told me that in the 60s. I love it. Catherine, it's up to your generation Mm -hmm. to take our country back and I'm looking at my two babies crawling around I know I thought how in the world can we do this right well actually that's we're the last generation you Mm. might say our age group I'm I'm 80 years old now right
0: well thank you anyway
2: I do feel like that he did his best Mm -hmm. that he knew how right did he have always good people that advised him I don't think so some of them we might question
0: yeah thank you yeah uh, I agree I'm with you. I'm
2: thankful. I thank God for him every day, and I know that he was reelected. Yeah. And we all know that. Yeah. uh,
0: It's obvious.
2: Yes. Yes. That was so obvious, I don't know how you couldn't see it. I I I watched it all the way through and went to sleep knowing that we finally had another four years to clean up this mess that he had started.
0: Thank you. So, Thanks for uh, your call, Catherine. I really appreciate. I really appreciate your two cents. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you
2: much. I'm, uh, next time, maybe I'll have a more of a
0: voice. Oh, you sound great. Thank you. Um, uh, you know, I I did not. I know a lot of people have a lot of disdain for Trump, and I've I've never. I haven't really understood that. It's been really. I, I try to. I try to be pretty objective and look at all sides. And there was a couple times on the radio, I'm like, "Why did he do this?" You know, this was awful. This was horrible for America. But in any case, um. You know, I don't think anyone can make the kind of overhaul change um, in government in that position um, without violating the Constitution. But I also think because look at Congress, but I also think that there's not a lot a president could do, even if we had. um, I think I don't even think they'd let Ron Paul near there. Um, He's too constitutional, but uh, but I just don't think it could happen. I think the accountability rests on us. And we are the ones that have to change this. Nobody can clean up a swamp because you'd have to defund the media before you could ever defund or, or change the swamp. So here is Chuck Baldwin. Let's move forward with Chuck Baldwin interview. Pastor Dr. Chuck Baldwin. Here you go to well, save this country.
1: At some point, if there, if there isn't a, a, a commitment to the Constitution mm-hmm. and to the principles of liberty, uh, in our Bill of Rights and natural law, et cetera, then there is nothing left but a revolution. Yeah. And sometimes there is a there is a time and place for that. I don't think we are near that yet. I think that, as you said, we still have a constitution, and I think mm-hmm. we still have enough constitutionalists, freedom-oriented people, both in and out of, out of the church that believe in those principles enough to fight for them and i think a lot of people are they're overshadowed by the fact that the media is a conspired media controlled media Mm -hmm. that they will not allow the truth to get out and so people don't realize you know how many thousands of shows are there like yours you know i mean i mean there are there are many 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 of them and there are many people that are writing blogs and Um, you know, getting the word out through the through the Internet. And there are people that are taking this fight to the, you know, to their local communities and their school boards and their health departments and county commission. I mean, we've done that right here where we live in Flathead Valley, Montana. Mm -hmm. And we saw some tremendous results in our legislative session this past year as a result of that grassroots involvement. And that's happening all over. So I, I don't think that this is lost by any means. I still think there is very much an opportunity that we have to bring back uh, the ideals of America. But I've got to be honest, I, I think unless and until the pastors begin to step up to the plate and sound the clarion call every Sunday from their pulpits without fear, favor, compromise, until they do it, I think all we're doing with everything else is treading water. I really believe that it's the pastors that are the key. And um, are they going to ever get out of this fantasy world that they're in? I don't know. Your, your yeah. answer is as good as mine on that.
0: I know. Why do you think they're giving such a heavy endorsement, not a reluctant endorsement, but a heavy-handed endorsement on the shots, on the so-called vaccine with no COVID in it, the, the dangerous shot? I mean, why do you think they're giving the heavy-handed endorsement?
1: I think there's several reasons. <clears throat> One, uh, since 1954, the churches have been under the auspices of the u.s. government via the irs and when lyndon johnson was a senator from texas and he created the so-called johnson amendment which incorporated the churches under the 501 c3 irs uh... categorization Mm -hmm. ever since then churches are and they know they are they're, they're a creature of the government and when i pastored in in my first pastorate uh, down in the Gulf Coast for over three decades. It was a 501c3 establishment church. And I remember, oh, probably twice a year maybe, I would get in the mail a very professional uh, pamphlet, full-color, glossy paper, professionally done, it usually didn't come from the IRS. It usually came from an, a law firm mm-hmm. working on behalf of the IRS, hmm. and it would it would go. Since you're five hundred one c three, here are the bullet points of do's and don'ts. Wow. And then and then it would have a list of do's and don'ts for the pastor, and then it would have a list of do's and don'ts for the church. And I can tell you that. I wish I had saved some of those at the time. I just Mm -hmm. threw them in the garbage can and didn't pay attention to them. But uh, most churches take those very seriously, and they will not jeopardize their precious tax-exempt status. And so they will abide by the demands that they receive from the Internal Revenue Service, which is one of the reasons why they don't speak out. They are captive Mm -hmm. to the Internal Revenue Code, uh, for the preservation of their tax-exempt status. So that's a major problem. Wow. I think another problem is their false interpretation of the biblical teaching of of prophecy, a relative, especially as it relates to of the state of Israel. And, of course, I could go into a lot of detail mm-hmm. on this, but I, I really believe that the Schofield version of futurism that he put into his Schofield Reference Bible that was accepted immediately by all the evangelical seminaries, colleges, universities, and most of the churches around the country has given a false hope relative to this rapture that's going to come before the tribulation and the Antichrist. And and so Christians don't have to worry about these things. And so whenever you start to try to focus on the substance of, for instance, forced vaccinations, Mm Mm-hmm. You, in, in France, they're already doing it. You cannot buy and sell in France without the, the pass. I talked about this last Sunday in my message. Right. I got a letter from somebody in France that just detailed this for me. And you know, we are getting to that now where that employers are telling their employees, if you do not take the vaccine, you do not work for us. You will be fired or you will not be hired. Well, if you don't have a job, you can't buy and sell. I mean, you can't involve yourself in free enterprise if you don't have the means to make a living. Uh, So they are they're punishing people. This is punitive. This is not just, you know, something that's recommended or look, this is good for your health or Mm -hmm. we think you you ought to seriously consider this. You know, no, this now this is demanded by force.
0: Wow. We'll come, I'll come right back. Uh, trust me, we'll come right back to the interview. Be right back. Stay with me. KateDallyRadio.com. KateDallyRadio.com for all the podcasts of this live show that you're listening to right now every day. Be right back. Kate Dally Show.
3: Gallery. St. George Auto dot com. Imagine Family Dentistry welcomes Dr. Brett Holman to St. George. Dr. Holman has a full range of training and experience to help you and your family with all of your dental needs and wants. While in the Army he focused on smile restorations. He actually made crowns and dentures so he knows what it takes to make your teeth beautiful and functional. We invite you to come in and meet Dr. Holman and see what you have only imagined. With our $75 new patient special, you will save over $250 on your first visit. It includes a comprehensive oral exam, oral cancer screening, cavity detecting digital x-rays professional cleaning and polishing and a home care kit all for only 75 dollars no gimmicks no pressure just straightforward communication person to person imagine what dr brett holman can do for you and your family imagine a dentist you want to tell your friends about imagine being in charge of your dental experience imagine saving money imagine saving time imagine smiling call 656 1111 today imagine family dentistry and dr holman imagine the difference Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi
0: there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Of course, go to MyPillow.com. Um, make sure Mike gets the help he needs. Mike, the MyPillow guy in um, being the only citizen that is actually spending millions on trying to expose the fraud. I salute him for that. And also, it helps the show when you order from MyPillow. And with shortages coming, which I think are, um, I would order for Christmas now. And I'd order for Christmas for everything now. Um, I think that's one piece of advice I could give after all the research I've been doing. But um, uh, this is a great way to to give gifts for Christmas that are amazing that people will use every day. Wonderful towels, wonderful sheets, the most amazing sheets, almost like my grandma, the ones that my grandma used to put on her bed. I love them. And uh, you can get these, too. So make sure that you're going to MyPillow.com and putting in the code Kate, K-A-T-E, and uh, taking advantage of 66% off. It's huge. Huge. He's never done that before. 66% off. And uh, I thank him for helping the show because he asked me, what can I do? What can I do to help you? He's just such a nice person. Anyway, all right, here's Ch- uh, Pastor Dr. Chuck Baldwin, my interview with him that I had to pre record. Uh, but here, here he is. Here you go.
1: Churches and pastors gauge their success. And this came out in a Gallup study a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this in my columns quite a bit in my, in my uh, pulpit. <clears throat> the Gallup study said that the, the success, according to modern
2: pastors,
1: is determined by things such as Kate okay, the the number of people in your audience the, the crowd size mm. the number of their staff the offerings that they take in the buildings and, that they have and the programs that they that they have that's pretty much the five fold standard for success in the minds of most churches.
2: Sure.
1: And pastors, well, when that is your <laughs> when that's your motivation <laughs> yeah. for success, it's sure. not preaching the truth, it's not changing lives, it's not resisting evil and and and, and it's not training uh, champions and warriors for Christ, you know, to do It's
0: placating the, the masses. to
1: be the salt of the earth. When it's not that, when it all goes back to these these materialistic, financial Things for success. Well, obviously, you don't want to do anything that's going to rock the boat. You don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize the, the giving. Sure, of the tell people. them what they want to hear. Exactly. Yeah. So I think those are the reasons why the church is sitting on the sidelines.
0: Hmm. Thanks for that. Yeah, it's hard, hard to hear, Uh, but we need to hear it because as a whole, uh, Christians should know more than anyone what's going on in the world, yet I feel like they put their heads in the sand to the very evil around them. Uh, I think anyone that would trust the government at this point really has a severe problem with head in the sand syndrome. So, um, and also a coincidence theorist, that's what I call them. I mean, we're we're called conspiracy theorists. I call them coincidence theorists because everything's a coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) So in that, you know, so in that light, how do you how do you get people to see um, and to not not trust those that uh, that don't have, obviously, their best interest at heart? Because if you know how the story ends, why aren't Christians seeing this more? How are they lulled into this?
1: Well, they're lulled into it because of the pastors uh. and the TV and the TV evangelists and the radio broadcasters. Mm. You know, it's it's pervasive, pervasive, it's ubiquitous. You, know, you turn on a Christian radio station and you hear the same thing. Yeah. I mean, look at Franklin Graham. You know, look at all these uh, major um, te- televangelists, John Hagee, G- Jeffress, y- you name them. They're all parroting the government line. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's because, you know, they have sold out to the fame and fortune that they receive by sitting at the king's table. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I know why they're doing it, but their influence has caused the church at large to do exactly what we've been talking about here the last few minutes. So Absolutely. that's why I say I think that until the pastors really awaken and start being the men of God in the pulpits again that they're supposed to be, I think we're just treading water. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could say that I saw signs on the horizon that there was going to be some kind of a mass Movement among the pastors, but so far I haven't seen that. They are the, they seem to be the most lethargic,
2: mm-hmm. the
1: most mm-hmm. indifferent, and the most submissive to to all this. And and it's maddening from my from where I sit as a
2: right. as a
1: sure. tenured pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm I'm pulling my hair. I say, what in the world is wrong with with my brethren in the pulpit? But. I've explained what's wrong and until they are willing to repent and that's what it's going to take repentance on their part and decide make a conscious decision that they don't care if they lose their tax exempt status they don't care if giving tithers walk out the back door they don't care if they lose a sizable portion of the congregation you know they don't, they don't care about those things anymore and they're going to be the champions of truth and that's that has to require a definitive decision mm-hmm. contemplative calculated strategic decision in the heart of the man uh, right. or it will not happen
0: or maybe a more individual responsibility to research these things out and know for themselves god gave us all a brain and i feel like i feel like we're, we've grown so dependent on being told what to do that it's hard for us to reach the decisions we don't want the accountability what do you feel about that
1: well, that's where I think that people in the pews come in. I mean, sure. it's time for them to start thinking for themselves and not just sitting back and, and trusting everything they hear. You're exactly right on that point. And, and on that point, Kate, I think there is room for encouragement. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I know that since all this began back in the spring of 2020 and continuing to the present time, that my ministry at Liberty Fellowship uh, has grown exponentially. Our internet outreach has—I uh, I really don't even know how I could gauge the—the right. the way that it's grown over the last year and a half, and it—and it's the direct result of the people in the in the congregations that are fed up with these compromising, cowardly pastors and the pulpits in the churches that won't take a stand, and they're looking for truth, and they start searching. And they go to YouTube or they go to BitChute or, or GorfTube or whatever, and they find uh, Chuck Baldwin and Liberty mm-hmm. Fellowship. And then they begin to watch, and, you know, wow, he, here's a, a pulpit that isn't afraid. And, and so the, our audience has just, you know, exploded exponentially. Sure. So th- to me, that's the encouraging part. There are many millions of people, I'm, I'm confident that are waking up to the truth, they're not going along with the narrative, they're not going along with the media, they're not going along with the politicians or their pastors or their radio preachers, Mm -hmm. and they are searching honestly for truth and, and they're finding it. You have to look hard, but it's out there. So true, and, and they're willing to do that, and so I think there is hope in that regard.
0: Oh, good. I mean, do you consider that the remnant, the remnant that's always been there, the yes. remnant that fought for America? You know, the, the
1: Always the remnant. I, I do consider that the remnant.
0: Excellent. Do you see our country dividing into well, regional, regional <laughs> states? Yeah, you're probably right on that. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so true. I don't. I
1: don't see a peaceful solution. Mm-hmm. to that by peaceful i don't mean violence but i mean i, I don't see the status quo mm-hmm. continuing um for for a whole lot longer it's right. just incompatible you know the the woke crowd and and the um the fascist and i think mm-hmm. really fascist is the is the better word because that more defines their ideology than, than socialism even they, they they are determined to try and overthrow the country ideologically, and there seems to be absolutely no room for reason and um, debate. Um, there there is. You know, people are not talking to each other anymore. They're just mm-hmm. yelling and shouting at each other. Right, and and that's true for the right as well as the left. By the way, yeah, and yeah. I, I do think though that in order for for it to succeed, is that the the true conservatives and and the true Christians who believe in liberty are somehow in their minds going to have to recognize that the principles of liberty are not embodied in one president, in one politician. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have to come to grips with Donald Trump was never everything that they thought he was and that he never embodied an understanding and a conviction of the true principles of liberty. And for all the good he did, you cannot uh, base your hope for freedom and for your children's freedom in in one man who is extremely ignorant himself on the principles of liberty, Mm. that the principles of liberty must be carried by the people. It must be carried from the ground up, not from the top down. Everybody's looking for some some big leader to come along and save save the country and he does all the work and all the people have to do is go vote
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: and go to a rally once in a while right. and it, they, you know no it's it liberty's hard work and it's hard work from the grassroots it's hard work on the ground and if we're going to to do this it's going to take we the people understanding mm-hmm. the true principles of freedom and liberty and being willing to stand upon those pre- freedoms mm-hmm. and liberties and not getting enamored with politicians and political parties. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's the R or D behind their name. It doesn't matter if their name is Trump or Biden. Truth is truth. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. The Constitution is the Constitution. The Bill of Rights is the Bill of Rights. And we, when we start stand, when I say we collectively, the people start standing for those principles, regardless of the party, regardless of the politician, mm-hmm you know then i think we will really see some serious results i think then the politicians will start following the 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 will of the people and the, and the and the work of our founders as expressed in our documents of liberty but not until then as, right. as long as we look to them to lead us that's what they're going to do they're they're going to lead us and mm-hmm. the way they're leading us is not the way that we need to go. But whenever we, the people, begin to take charge and responsibility of our own freedom and our own future, then, th- then we will force the politicians to be what they're supposed to be, and that's servants of the people.
0: Absolutely. I know it does seem like all of the things that we cater to or that, let's say, radio hosts cater to, the Convention of the States, what an awful idea, especially with this crew out there in America. You wouldn't want them near the Constitution, but it's always the quick fix and we're always looking for the quick fix or one person to say they're going to fix it all. And uh, maybe that's an ode to uh, helping us try to figure out how we're individually going to do it. What gave you, um, actually, there's two questions. Number one, before the flood, uh, we've been talking about this on the show lately. Um, obviously things were, were so bad, a flood, uh, a flood happened. And are we at that level, the, the frog in the proverbial water, are we at that level of, of sin and corruption and all of those things um, that, were, that were the precipice before the flood is what I'm saying. Are we, are we there without even realizing it? I think a lot of people out there might not be seeing how, how truly bad it might be. So. All right, so I'm going to come right back to that. And The only part I cut out because you heard it kind of shift there was me on the microphone because it fell. So sorry, a little bit. And I was trying to ask a question, and then anyway. Um, so I will come right back, and I will uh, play that for you, and then of course. Uh, I asked the question, and he, he answered it. Well, I'll, I'll explain it when I get back. But he was he's going to talk about the flood, and he's going to talk about where we're at in society right now. That's Pastor Dr. Chuck Baldwin. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show.
3: Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is The Kate me. Daly Show.
0: Hi there! Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. I was interviewing uh, Pastor Chuck Baldwin, and and uh, I asked him the question. um, I asked him a question about the flood, and he thought I was asking if we were going to have another flood. (laughs) And so I brought him back to, no, no, no. I was asking, you know, are we at the level that we were, are we at the level of, of just corruption and sin in, in, in this world right now that we were then? And I wanted to get his take on that. And so that's the only part I cut out, but, uh, but I will put up the whole interview. You could actually listen to the whole thing. I was just for time wise. I wanted to make sure and get this in today if we could. Um, but, uh. He had some amazing things to say, and I'm so glad I got to interview him because I really, really uh, love his works. Uh, So this is Pastor Dr. Chuck Baldwin. Here you go. Answering the question, are we where we were at before the flood? Is it that bad and we just haven't realized it? Here we go.
1: Situation from an ethical situation, uh, an integrity situation. Oh, yeah, we're already there. We're there. I preached a message not too long ago. It's on our store at uh, LibertyFellowshipMT.com.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: called uh, The Days of Noah Lot and 70, Jerusalem, Warnings for America. Hmm. And I, I went into this very topic, Kate, and I right. talked about the, the conditions of society in Noah's day and the conditions of society in Lot's day and the conditions of society in Jerusalem and Judea in A 70 when Rome annihilated mm-hmm. and destroyed the city and the temple. Right. And I took all those characteristics, and then i I compared them to the characteristics of America today. and I mean, it's 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 like it's the same. the The characteristics in America today are for the most part identical to the characteristics in those three generations in which god in in that particular time and place used a severe judgment right upon the people. So there's three different occasions in history that we can look to that that show that. you know The days of Noah, the days of Lot, and the days of of Jerusalem in AD 70. And all of those are prevalent in America today. So from that point of view, from that perspective, yes, the condition of the people generally is identical. It's not just similar. It's identical to what the conditions were in those
0: what gave you this education what helped you to understand and see the things that you see in government and everything else that's going on
1: what okay say that again what what gave
0: you this education what what helped you to see i don't see a lot of people that see what you see or understand the deep state or understand what's going on um in the government and in politics and all of these things what gave you that what Uh, that's a
1: Good question, and that's one I'm not sure how to answer. Really, right? I I don't know. I I do know that that there was times, at least two or three times, in my maturation as a pastor,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when I came to decisions, conscientious, willful decisions. For example, years ago, as a young pastor, when I was educated in much of the church growth movement and stuff like that, it mm-hmm. was prevalent, and I was caught up in that. And we had a church that was fairly large, and so forth and so on. I remember when I came to a decision that, from that moment on, I would not cater my my preaching to To please people, wow! And that I would, I would be God's man in the pulpit. And if, and if I starved to death, so be it. Mm. I, I, I would not cater my preaching to the to the crowd. And that was a conscientious decision. I mean, I can remember I, the, where I was and when it was, mm. and you know. Then of the course, I remember the decision I made relative to the um, understanding of of Biblical Israel, and and I remember how I had to unlearn everything over 30 years of instruction, and everything I'd learned in college, and everything that I'd um, learned in pers- postgraduate work, and everything I had taught and preached for over three decades, I had to be willing to repent of that and cast that aside and say, okay if that's not the truth, what is the truth? And then you you have to open your mind to things that you never even were willing to open your mind to before. True. And so I, I can point to a, a few decisions like that in which the result is, is a radical change in your, in your whole being, your heart and mind and soul, is, is radically changed when you make decisions like that. Mm. And so I don't know how to answer it except to say that Along the way somewhere, I made these decisions, which caused me to not look to financial security and and money and popularity and public opinion. Well, there's the answer. Safety and all those things. They they don't mean anything to me anymore. They really don't. And I'm able to be free in my heart and mind to pursue the truth and to speak the truth wherever it leads me, Hmm. which which is the way I've I've. I've tried to be over sure. the last, well, right. a couple of decades anyway. Did you to
0: did you have a mentor? <laughs> <made interesting laughs> right. Did. did you have a mentor? But was there? What, did you feel led to read certain certain things to to open up that truth?
1: Well, mentors in my life, most of them have, have gone to heaven now. Yeah. But most of those men were were schooled in 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 some of the fallacies mm. that, that you know that I was taught. Um, so while they were great men and they were great mentors and teachers, there were, there were gaps right. and lapses in, in my education in those areas that I had to learn on my own. And when it came to the Israel issue, you know, I set aside everything written mm-hmm. by man uh, at that point. I, I determined, because, I mean, I'd read it all. I'd studied sure. it all. Sure. I, I'd taught it. I knew what, what men set, were saying about the subject. I didn't, I didn't need to read anymore. So I, I set everything aside, and I just went to the Bible, Kate, and mm-hmm. I just, on my knees in prayer, just said, "God, show me the truth." And I, whatever it is, and I know I'm. I know what I believe is wrong, and what I've been taught is wrong, mm-hmm. and I publicly repented of that, by the way. And what what is truth? You know, it's one thing to to, to find out that what you believe is wrong. That's the hardest part. But then, you got to figure out what's right. And so. I didn't look to any man or any book or any video or, mm-hmm. or any teaching. I just went straight to the scripture and let the Lord feel wow. my heart about that. Wow. And, and, and so that's how that happened.
0: Um, Thank you for that. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know
1: how to answer it specifically <laughs> except to say I think there's just been a handful of decisions through my life that I've made that have given me a a spirit of independence and a spirit of, Mm. of, of truth that I I just cannot live without now.
0: Wow. it's wonderful. I sure appreciate my time with you. Thank you for taking time for me.
1: Oh, thank you for letting me. I absolutely appreciate it. Can I get my website?
0: Oh, please do. Yes.
1: Yeah. uh, All of the, we have uh, uh, many scores of, of, Messages, DVDs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and books and materials that I think would help anybody mm-hmm. that, that really has a heart to learn. And it's ChuckBaldwinLive.com. Perfect. That's all one word ChuckBaldwinLive.com, named after my radio show. And Perfect. then, of course, our, our church uh, website is Liberty Fellowship MT, MT short for Montana,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Liberty Fellowship MT.com. Excellent.
0: Excellent. I, I really do hope people find you. You are, you are a very unique voice out there, and I and I really hope people will, um, will understand how important it is uh, to go to these two sites to be able to look and and understand what you're talking about. And I really appreciate you taking the time. Honestly, uh, Dr. Baldwin, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank
1: you. you. Uh, I've enjoyed being with you, Kate.
0: Thank you. Awesome. Um, so uh, I'll put up the uh, whole interview in its entirety. That's pretty much it, though, and uh, and I had a great time with them. You know, we're different faiths, but we both have a love for God, don't we? So I think most people around the world um, can meet on that uh, in these in these kinds of situations, and even though we all might differ in faiths or, or whatever the case may be, um, we can find some some level playing ground there. I loved his comments about what binds, um, you know, the churches and the pastors and and everybody to a, a certain kind of government creed that they must do what they are told to do. That was interesting. And and he felt like that. He wished he would have kept those letters you know, that he got that gave him the guidelines. Can you imagine? Um, this is what you can say. This is what you can not say. And uh, and that that was harmful to us as a nation. And I also, I love his candid uh, way to approach talking about government. He's not afraid to say the unpopular things and we might even disagree on some things, but I actually really like, I usually will always go to, you know, I go to his site a lot and through the years and I've always liked what he has been saying because I think that you can feel truth and you know truth when you, when you can hear it. And there are a lot of things that I found to be uh, full of truth. So as hard as that is to hear, but I really appreciated him um, being as candid as he is about too, about about the money thing and saying, you know, I had to make a decision. And I remember the day I made that decision that I wasn't going to be a person that followed that in my life. And speaking of idols, because we were talking about that today in today's show, how people's their belief and love and worship for government or the lab coat or whatever is, is just basically, you know, killing them uh killing killing these people because they they are known to lie right and uh so you put your faith and trust in a liar i mean what do you get and i put my faith and trust in god chuck baldwin puts his faith and trust in god and i had to do it with the radio show he did it with being a pastor and we had to just say you know what money's not the object money is not why i'm here i'm here to do the truthful things and then i think i'll get blessed if i do those things so a lot of us are going to come to a situation with this, these mandates and these shots and these harmful shots that maybe we might not be able to work in the place or career that, that we thought we were, that we have to walk away. But I, I never think that that's without a big, huge blessing because this show was blessed and syndicated after I walked away. Isn't that amazing? So I think that really it's a huge lesson for all of us, truly. Truly. And if you never pick up the scriptures, you don't even believe in God. It's kind of amazing how you can really look at the world right now and everyone that's beholden to the dollar in whatever way, shape or form that is, that that will usually become the center of your decisions rather than truth or rather than what's right all the time. You know, and that becomes that becomes really and truly the idol, doesn't it? And so as much as we can walk away from that, I do think we'll be blessed. But I also think as a nation, we have been rooted by money and career and all these things as, an, as a nation, just talking about the United States. And we are in the only land that's the bastion of freedom. And, and I really do think if we can't figure this out and we can't sort of reestablish what the overall goals in our life are, just like Chuck Baldwin did, that he was open to speaking the truth and he didn't know even know where it would lead him, right? Didn't know if he'd become the most unpopular pastor ever. <laughs> um, what's interesting, and then here, here he had this full career. Uh, but I think that if we can remove ourselves from the almighty dollar and making decisions based on the fear of not having it, that maybe, maybe we can be a different country. Maybe we can be an entirely different country and maybe gain a, a lot of blessings that this country is in severe need of right now to beat some of this tyranny and this corruption. I don't, I, I really think that's at the core and th- and that's why this time is going to be a challenge for us because we're used to enjoying the dream, but we're not used to sacrificing for this dream, for the dream of liberty of liberty. So we're gonna to have to get used to making all those hardcore sacrifices, and it is a little scary to do it. You're like jumping off of a, a ledge, you know' you're, you're just saying, okay, I'm just gonna have a lot of faith. And I know some people that have just done this with their jobs and they walked away from careers and huge paychecks. And guess what the verdict is? They're so much happier. they're so much happier, and I can certainly understand that I've been there so I will. I just thank him for coming on the show and what some great lessons. Um and uh, and really when it comes to liberty, and I love that he's speaking out on it. How cool is that, right? Uh, tomorrow I have Epic Times talking about Afghanistan, and then I have Joel Skousen uh, coming into studio. So it'll be a great day tomorrow as well. And I hope you join us. I really do. Um, be faithful, be fearless. You know, I end that show. The story about that is on the website. Actually, you can look that up, why I say that at the end of every show. Be faithful, be fearless. Um, But uh, have a nice night and go to the podcast and share these podcasts so people can hear these people speaking about truth. And I would surely appreciate that. Thank you. Every day the show is turned into a podcast for you to share. So thank you. And uh, be back tomorrow. What can I say? I'll be back on a Friday show tomorrow. So everybody have a great night.